hang on, I gotta let my background music play for a minute. It will continue on through the show. See, there we go. Yeah, you Alright. Uh this is Car Wash Kenny's 5150 Traveling Roadshow Bedtime Story Hour. Welcome to the program. I guess uh, some of you couldn't handle, you know, my candor and my bluntness. So, I was advised by my manager that I should be try to say the same thing, but just say it in a different way that caters to your feelings. Well, that's just kind of not my style. So, I've decided to change the format of the show to stories of the 33 years of my life living on the street. And I guess today, we'll start with two days ago. It'll be like Star Wars. Oh no, it's not like Star Wars. I don't even watch Star Wars. Anyway, um, okay, we'll start from a couple days ago. Actually, Sunday, yesterday. There's a song by The Who called Eminence Front. And I had no idea how to spell the word, um, nor did I know what it meant. So I looked up the word eminence, and come to find out, it's a noun whose definition is fame or recognized superiority, especially within a particular sphere or profession. Okay? And then I looked up the word front. It's the side or part of an object that presents itself to view or that is normally seen or used first. The most forward part of something. Now after researching the song, come to find out the song it's about a bunch of rich people who snort coke and have their fun and they go all out and everything like that. That's not what they show you. What they show you is the front on TV where they're all on the red carpet and getting their awards and all this bullshit. And then, I can't even realize something else. Just sit. Sorry, my joint went out. And watch society in general. Man, they got all these big fancy cars. They're in debt up to their eyeballs and bitching and complaining about everything. But their fancy cars and their fancy clothes and money that they flash and the credit cards that they throw down, that's the front. 
happening behind the scene. They're struggling, they're suffering, man. You know what I mean? They're bringing me uh, a recognized uh, situation of superiority uh, in whatever it is that they do. But they front. They only showing me their truck, flashing their credit cards, going home to their uh, house. Ain't no telling what goes on in that house now. This reminds me of a story I'm gonna tell y'all about. And this is a true story. I tell you no lies, man. I don't have to. I got nothing to gain. Everything that I tell you on this podcast is true. I'm not a, a political person who needs to lie to you to get you to vote for me so that I can keep power. I am my own power, my friend. I have the power to get up off my ass when I want and do what I want and be what I want and see what I want and and everything else, man. I'm going to tell you a story. Here's how it goes. The story starts off in Annapolis, Maryland, my hometown where I grew up. I spent five winters there living in the woods to the point to where in the wintertime when it got cold, I didn't need ice. I dug holes in the ground and put a, a cooler in the ground and put my meat and my, my canned vegetables and everything in the ground. 18 inches below the ground where I'm from is the freeze line. So you don't bury your pipes 18 inches or, or lower. You bury them above the freeze line. It keeps your food cold, right? And then I had my little setup, I had my toilet and everything set up. And the hospital came and um, tore down the woods because the hospital was expanding. Oh, fuck, there goes my camp. So I had to relocate. I did, and I found an abandoned house. It was three of them. And we had one guy that was stealing electronics from whatever... African country he was from but that guy smelled like really bad nothing against African people man but that guy good God he would walk past us in the cup while we were sitting there drinking beer and he'd catch a big whiff of him and he would still be there for like five minutes later ain't no lie ain't gonna lie to you. it's straight up it's cool I mean it's not cool but <laughs> but I had the middle house and uh, I was trying to get away from my drunk ass friends man I didn't want to drink no more I said fuck it so I went down and took over one of the abandoned houses. I got caught in there one night by the owner. And uh, some Mexicans that were working down at the car wash had stayed in that abandoned house and they tore the, man, they shit all over the carpet upstairs and uh, just totally trashed the bottom end. It took me like two days to clean out just the bottom half of the house. And that's all I was going to live in. Or the kitchen, um, you know, and in the living room. 
and I had my Coleman burner stove with my 15 pound propane bottle, my dishes and everything, and I had some food left over. And um, I set up shop, man. I had a stove, a kitchen. I'd go to the uh, store and get water so I could do my dishes and cook with. And uh, it was great. I was all by my damn self. And then what the hell happened? All the cats I used to get drunk with found out where the hell I was at. Oh, damn fuck. Because I, I was having a peaceful time, man, you know what I mean? I went to the paint store and I bought some red paint, some black paint. Uh, I had a 32-ounce cup and I had a piece of, uh, uh, I think, 2x4 that was straight. And on an 8x10 wall, in the downstairs, the first painting that I ever painted was the Maryland flag. <laughs> I love that flag, dude. <laughs> I'm from, I'm not from there, but I grew up there, man, and that was the fucking coolest place to grow up was Annapolis, Maryland, man. Um, the Blue Angels would fly over. Uh, you go down to Bimby Beach off the point. Uh, there's a sailing school right there, and then right across the Seven River was the fucking Naval Academy. And that's where the Blue Angels flew, man. And uh, where my house was, it was right like a two minute, five minute walk from the Chesapeake Bay. Um, <laughs> man, we go fishing out there and catch bluefish, man, like a bitch. There was a hole out there, man. And then we go out on Bimby Beach and watch the Blue Angels fly on May the 3rd. They flew every May the 3rd, man. And um, but where my house was, um, the number five Blue Angel would always fly over, man. And um, I would crawl out my bedroom window because we had a Cape Cod, uh, Cape Cod style house. And I crawl out my bedroom window and I climb up on the peak. And I sit there on the peak and watch that dude, man. The first year he passed by solo, you could watch him fly the damn airplane. It was the baddest adrenaline rush I ever had in my life, dude. It was cool. I was like, yeah. <laughs> It was fun. And then um, the next year, I did the same thing. And uh, I stood up on the damn uh, peak of my roof and I saluted the pilot and he tipped me a wing. <laughs> Best child memory I ever had. <laughs> that was cool shit. Made me want to go fly an airplane. I, uh, that ain't happening. So anyway, I'm back to where I was going. Okay, eminence front. Oh, bedtime stories. Oh. Damn. Goddamn weed made me forget my thought. Anyway. Those are my memories of childhood, man. It was pretty fucking cool. I had a half pipe in my backyard. Uh, my dad was an ass. Mom, well, there wasn't no hope for her. <laughs> I hate to say that about my mother, but not really. There wasn't no hope for her, man. 
<laughs> I'm the only person you'll ever meet to come home from school one day and mom's sitting in the fucking kitchen table <laughs> with the fucking half a gallon of vodka, half of it gone, on the phone. Mm. One can think to themselves, uh, who could it be that you're talking to? Hmm. So, I walk over to my mother and I tell her, who are you talking to, Mom? It's your grandmother. Oh, man, okay. Now, as far as my grandmother on my mother's side goes, she was a drunk, too. And, um, we go to Tom's River. My uncle was a drunk too. But we go to Tom's River, New Jersey from Annapolis, Maryland. Get there and everybody's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my uncle's drunk, grandma's plastered. Grandpa, he didn't drink. My grandpa was a music teacher at the New York School of the Arts in New York City. <laughs> to get away, <laughs> my, pop, my grandpa got a flat <laughs> and paid rent <laughs> and stayed in the city uh, while he was teaching. And then wait till Sunday to come home and that way he didn't have to stay for too long. He would just <laughs> come home Sunday. <laughs> He'd be like, okay. and. He'd stay the night and then early Sunday morning while everybody was passed out drunk, he'd get his ass in the car and go back to New York City. <laughs> Fucking grandpa. <laughs> My uncle Kanakis was a uh, a uh, orchestra conductor. Um, but my grandma, my uncle, and my mother were fucking drunks. I got the gene. Ain't that a bitch? But well. But anyway, it was fun going up there, man. I like Times River, seaside. Uh, seaweed everywhere coming out the ocean. <laughs> Jellyfish. <laughs> man. But it was cool. What was fucked up and I quit going was uh, my great-grandma lived in the house in a room by herself. And... Uh, Seen about nobody. And one morning, <coughs> we were sitting up at the kitchen table and drinking coffee and whatever else we were doing. And um, my uncle been out all night, he'd been drinking. And my grandparents let him keep a loaded shotgun over his bed. And he came home drunk. And man, that dude went into the damn, uh, his bedroom, came out to the kitchen table, and threw that loaded shotgun at my great-grandmother. And he looked at her dead in her eye and told her, shoot me, bitch. Man, I'll never forget that Christmas because great-grandma picked up that fucking shotgun, dude, and pointed it square at his head and was getting ready to pull a fucking trigger. She didn't care. Because great-grandma was the one drunk-ass Uncle Bill would take his abuse out on. 
and she had enough. She had an opportunity. She was going to goddamn take it. <laughs> so you understand why I'm crazy, man? <laughs> That's why. I've seen a lot of dumb, crazy shit. I think a lot. I spend a lot of time by myself, man. A lot of time by myself. Watching you people. Me, what you do. <laughs> it's like, it's totally fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm a drunk. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> ain't no sense in hiding it. But I watched a documentary on Ozzy Osbourne the other night. And I'm not Ozzy Osbourne, but I'm kind of liking, man. You know, I'm never gonna quit drinking. I'm bored when I'm not on the road or doing, you know, playing drums or you know something, man. I got to do something. But when I don't have anything to do, <laughs> why not fucking put on a bender? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know my hustle, man. I mean, sorry, but I'd really rather be pissing everybody up, cracking out on a set of drums. But, and if I did get a set, <laughs> Okay, here, there's the story I was reaching at. That story's over, man. Childhood was fucked up. Um, I left home at 15 and hit the road at 18 and done a lot of crazy shit in between. Uh, we'll get to those stories later on. This is, after all, the bedtime story hour. Okay. But um, the story I was trying to get to, roll the cigarettes. Here's some crinkling and it's just... I'm rolling a cigarette. Um, I rode a bicycle. Uh, I rode a bicycle from that abandoned house that I told you about. I know I'm skipping around, but if you listen, it'll all come together. That abandoned house that I lived in, it was colder inside the house than it was outside. So I left that abandoned house with a painting of a Maryland flag and a design that I made for a tattoo shop on 8x10 wall. Um, I woke up one morning and I said, man, hell with this, man. I'm out of here. It's too fucking cold. You're on the water and when the wind blows and it's 38 degrees, that, that shit will cut right through you. So I got on my bike and I rode down 301 and um, made it to Highway 1 and then I rode Highway 1 all the way down into Florida. And, uh, it got warm so, you know, I started taking clothes off and putting them in that, you know, donation boxes. I mean, I kept what I needed, but... Most of what I had, it was like, okay, it's a little warm down here. This is the story I'm getting at. I'm gonna remember now. We're gonna go all the way back to the beginning. Hang on. Um, so I made it to Jacksonville, and uh, part of town I was in, I was like, this sucks, man. It's a homeless shelters and homeless people and, you know, eight people panhandling on a fucking 7-Eleven. 
bunch of others sitting out back smoking dope, man. I was like, fuck, this sucks, man. So I went and found me a spot and I panned him and made a little bit of cash. I got on my bike and I started riding south. Got back on the highway one. South I went. And I hit, uh, uh, the first big town I remember is Cocoa Beach. Um, that's another story. And then once you get past Cocoa, it's Melbourne, uh, Juno Beach, Juniper Beach. Um, what the hell's that? Um, I don't want to say West Palm. And that's a fucking coke hole too. Um, and then West Palm, and then you start getting down into South Florida and the Dade County. But um, yeah, I lit my cigarette. All right, cool. I got down south, man. I got past uh, Juno and Juniper Beach. There was a bunch of rich people with boats. They ain't doing nothing. They hate people like me. Um, but once you get down past that, uh, West Palm, you know, you can find some spots you can paint. <laughs> and, um, I rode all the way through that, the hookers and the cokeheads and all that bullshit. And, um, I made it into, uh, into the Keys. And I stopped at Key Largo at a Circle K. And, um, I'm in the Keys, so it's kind of like, you know, rich people or whatever, but they're pretty cool. I mean, I made a few dollars and bought me a hot dog. I'm a bitch. I was fortunate. <laughs> then come across my path, this little young man in a Mercedes Benz. Looking like a typical man who got money. I was like, okay. I said hello to him, you know, everything, how you doing? Yeah, got in a little conversation and whatnot. And I don't ever ask anybody for money when they go into the store, I wait till they come out. Cause you never know who you're gonna run into a Karen or whatever. Let me get a fucking job or whatever. So, we broke off the conversation and, uh, came back out and I was like uh, hey sir oh, oh shit that's my uh, thing to you backpack um, I asked him you know hey man you know I'm traveling well you know can you spare a dollar any change or anything and this dude looked at me and Put a six pack of beer in the uh, back of the car because it's a convertible Mercedes. It's a nice fucking thing, cream colored. Whew, I remember it to this day. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he looked at me and he's like, Hey man, what are you doing today? And I said, Well, uh, I'm going to try to fight the wind off it down to uh, Key West. You know, I've never been there. So, you know, he's like, You riding your bike? I was like, Yeah. How else am I gonna get there? I don't drink Red Bull, so I ain't got no wings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, man, I'll tell you what. 
said, you ain't got nothing to do today. He said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my pickup truck. I was like, um, what are you talking about? He says, man, you're going to hang out with me for the day. And I was like, uh oh, okay, because I've had that before. I told that man straight out of my mouth, first thing, man, ain't no funny stuff going, going on now. <laughs> uh-uh, I'll ride my bike, man. He's like, no, man, it ain't nothing like that. He's like, you just, I'm gonna go get my truck and uh, we'll take your bike and you come hang out with me. I'll show you around. Like, all right. Okay, what the fuck I got to lose, all right? <laughs> So, naive as I am, I expect this dude to show up in a damn, like, old Ford or Chevrolet or, like, a newer Ford Dually or something, man. No, 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 no. This guy showed up in a brand-new Lincoln pickup truck. I mean, man. It's just something that rides around looks like a truck. You wouldn't put anything in the bed, man. You don't scrape that paint, dude. It's an expensive motherfucking truck. As a matter of fact, he had a blanket. <laughs> so he helped me put the bike up in the damn back of the truck and laid it on the blanket so it wouldn't scratch the paint. <laughs> I was like, hey, no problem, man, no problem. He's like, uh, so what do you want to do, man? I was like, I don't know. I don't know, you tell me, you're, you're the tour guide here. Like, well, i tell you what, man, we'll go get something to eat first. Are you hungry? Yeah, there's my background music. I was like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I could take something to eat. And uh, I'm thinking, here we go, dumbass me, I'm thinking McDonald's, Burger King, pizza, some shit like that. Oh, no. Mm-mm. We go to this fancy damn restaurant on the Atlantic Ocean. And I was like, uh, what's this place, man? Oh, he's like, I come to this restaurant all the time. Oh, okay, it looks pretty fancy, man. I think I feel like I'm a little underdressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, no, don't worry about it. Because all I have was a pair of shorts on and a t-shirt, man, and faded. Because I wear black and when you're riding the sun all day, it fades to black, so. Well, I was kind of like, I feel weird, man, to be honest with you. Look at all these rich people and how they're doing their shit. Damn. And uh, they bring us the menu, ask us what we want to drink. I said, I'll take a beer. You know me. I'll take a beer. What kind would you like? And they rip off all these kinds. I was like, can I get just a Budweiser, please? <laughs> just a Budweiser would be fine with me. Oh, okay. You know. I'm looking at the menu, man, and man, I didn't know rich people spent so much fucking money on food. I mean, people are eating out of damn garbage cans, man. And these people are paying a lot of damn money for a little portion of food. You give a poor person $10 and tell them to go to Burger King, and they're gonna tell you, give me five whoppers with cheese, man. They're going to inflate themselves like a hungry old dog. You do what I'm saying? Their stomach's going to explode. But these folks, no, man. The cheapest thing on the menu was $75. I 
I was like, okay. Uh, so I'm looking for the cheapest thing, you know. I'm not greedy. I ain't trying to spin this cat out, you know. So I was like, uh, mm, I didn't even know what it was. I never had one. Don't know what it is. I've never seen one. But I saw on the menu for $75 with a side, filet mignon. Don't know what it is. But it was cheap. <laughs> so I told the lady, uh, hey, I'll take the filet mignon with the side of a, a asparagus. Wow. Okay. That's expensive, man. But anyway, ain't my bill. But they brought us our food and they brought me this little thick piece of meat I don't know how big around it was but it was fucking small and then my my side of asparagus was two sprigs of asparagus I looked at that plate and I was like $75 for that I about damn near told a dude, man, take me to the fucking Burger King, man. Give me something to munch on. This is bullshit for this kind of money. <laughs> but I didn't. I just ate the filet mignon. It was actually pretty good. The first and last time I've ever had a filet mignon and two sprouts of asparagus for $75. But we ate and everything bullshitted for a little while. Then uh, he's like, you ready to go? Yeah, sure. Pay the bill. And I don't know, whipped out the American Express or some shit. Out. But he's like, uh, hey, man, you want to go see my house? And I was like, okay, now I'm getting nervous, dude. I was like, uh, uh, uh okay, yeah. He said, oh, shit fails, man. I can just go run into the ocean or some shit. But this dude took me to his house, man. And he was a pretty straight fella, man. You know, I was just used to the shit that I'm used to on the road. And, uh, we got to his house. This motherfucker got spread on the Atlantic Ocean. Got three exotic cars in, in, the, in the garage. The Mercedes. Oh, man. The motorcycle. And I was like, fuck, dude. I didn't say anything. I was, just like, I was like, wow, I know. This guy has achieved everything that most poor people want to achieve in holy shit. So I didn't ask him what his business was. It was none of mine, so I just let that be. But got to sitting around and yakking and everything. And uh, I just came right out and asked him. I was like, dude, I was like, are you married? He's like, oh, we're separated. Oh, sorry to hear that. He's like, yeah, we just didn't get along. I was like, okay. And, um, I was like, well, do you have any children? He's like, yeah, but they're off in college. Oh. So, you're here by yourself? He's like, yeah. Pretty much. And I was like, well, that sucks. 
I mean, I stay by myself, but, you know, I don't have all this to maintain. You know, we, got that. we got it going on. And um, we hung out, um, you know, drank some liquor and ate some food. You know, he let me spend the night. I told him I sleep on the couch. I ain't sleeping in no bedroom. <laughs> I sleep on the couch. Let me take a shower and everything. It was like totally cool. And, um, you know, I slept on the couch and it was cool. I felt safe, man. I slept in a really nice fucking house. <laughs> the only time in my whole entire life that I will ever sleep in a friggin' house worth so many millions of dollars on the Atlantic Ocean, dude. It was like, fuck, it's, it's cool. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, um, shit. Woke up the next morning and, you know, made breakfast. Oh, shit, drank orange coffee. And, uh, it was time to go. He's like, where do you want to go? I said, well, kind of in the middle of nowhere so you know you take me back up to the Circle K that'd be cool that way I'll start from there and start heading towards Key West and uh it's like alright so we cleaned up and everything and uh you know loaded everything up he dropped me off at the Circle K and I thanked him you know Man, thank you for your hospitality. I surely appreciate you. Um, you know, it was, it was it was it was cool. Thank you very much. You, you know, made a bright spot in my day. You know, and uh, he's like, "Well, thank you." He said, "You did the same for me." And I was like, "Well, hey, man, don't know what to tell you? I don't know what to say." He's like, "Don't worry, you ain't got to say nothing." I was like, all right. So he handed me an envelope. And he told me, uh, don't open the envelope until you get to where you're going. I was like, all right. So I just took the envelope, stuffed it in my backpack. And he left and I spent the night in Key Largo. And, uh, uh, Got on the bike the next morning, went and got some coffee and uh, with a little bit of money I had left and panhandled a little bit. And what the fuck? We got to And then I made my way down to Key West. That's the next episode. Um, I got down to Key West and uh, I found a little spot where I get something to eat, have some beer, place to sleep, and everything like that. Wasn't no hurricanes coming, so we were good. Um, but um, I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning. And I have a habit of uh, cleaning my my backpack out because. As opposed to leaving my garbage, you know, even though it might be little, just I don't like it, so I'll throw it in my backpack. And um, every now and then I'll uh, take everything out of my backpack and see what 
garbage settled to the bottom and then straighten the backpack out. Um, you know, clean it out. And as I was doing so, the envelope fell out of my backpack. I picked up the envelope and um, there was nothing written on the front or the back. It was just sealed up. And, uh, um, okay. So I open up the envelope and I look inside and I see money. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? And, um, I counted the money of $500. <laughs> and when you got to the middle of the $500, there was a little note on a little piece of paper. And it said, thank you. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just put the money in my pocket, put all my stuff back in my backpack. And uh, I went and sat on the beach. Spent the night in Key Largo. Um, ate at one of them fancy restaurants. Uh, I had seafood. I love seafood, but uh, I forget what I had. But I didn't blow the whole wad, man. It was just just eating something good, you know. That Burger King or McDonald's. And um, as I was sitting there eating. Came to a realization. I wouldn't call it quite an epiphany, but just a realization that this man just gave me five hundred dollars um, for me to spend a day and a half. Don't make me feel like a whore or nothing. I didn't ask him for nothing. But what I did realize is that um, this man lives in a neighborhood where if somebody gets a new roof, oh my God, I got to get a new roof too to make my roof look better than your roof. They call it keeping up with the Joneses. I get a fountain in my yard, I got to get a bigger fountain in my yard. They got the money to throw away to do it, to outdo each other. Rich people, freaking totally amazing. But, sorry, I'm lighting a cigarette. After what this man told me at dinner at night, Tired of keeping up with the jump. I was like, I don't understand that. And that thought rang clear in my head as I was sitting on the beach. And I came to one realization. That man's got everything every man works his ass off to get. This guy's got money. He don't have to worry about a place to live. He's got cars out the ass, worth a lot of money. 
I mean, this dude's got money. But, he is the loneliest person I have ever met. <laughs> this guy wishes. Um, I wouldn't say not to be what he is, but just to hang out with someone normal. Because one of the questions I asked him while we were talking was, why you, why you want to hang out with me, man? He looked at me and he said, because you're normal. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm not really normal, but if you think so, He's like, well, you're not one of the, my neighbors. And I was like, I can dig that, man. I, I can understand that, dude. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> it was cool. From then on, it was like, hey, man, what the fuck? Got a beer? <laughs> and it was cool, man. But in my travels, uh, that's one lesson that I learned, is that rich people might be rich, and they might have power, and they have a front that they have to put on, <laughs> but really behind the doors and they're not so happy no I mean I don't know what else they'd be doing but they're just not happy and the front is making them look not so good Because they have an eminence. <laughs> and then they have to put on a front. Hide. I don't know if any of that made any sense, but... It's the result of taking a beautiful Sunday afternoon and sitting in an empty parking lot watching life go by and listening and studying music I had so much fun yesterday drinking beer smoking pot I ate dinner it's made me late for court <laughs> I don't know if the, somebody will share this with you but this also is the end of my true story for the day I had to go to court today, man, and I was late. Because I got bad bowels. I don't know what it's from. Probably drinking. I don't know. But I got a couple friends that hang out every now and then. And they don't like me too much. I don't like them either. But. called the court while I was sitting on my bucket in the park over here I told him I'm not gonna make it I'm kind of stuck right now they're like what do you mean I was like well how long does court last oh, I don't know I said, well, okay so well I, okay I, I called just to let you know I'm kind of stuck right now I mean uh, I might be a little bit late she's like okay we'll tell the judge for it like all right uh, Thank you very much. 
so I felt safe uh, walked over here to the courthouse went in and you know you gotta go through all the bullshit into your pocket all that crap but I went and talked to the lady at the window and I said look I'm supposed to be here at 9 o'clock uh, and I called and told y'all I was going to be late because I was kind of stuck and um, she's like okay uh, she looked it up in the computer I had a warrant for my arrest I was like oh shit okay what can I do to stop that <laughs> So she said, she told me, she's like, well, you can file a motion. I was like, all right, uh, how do I do that? And uh, she got the paper, she says, you can't file it. She says, I have to, but you fill out the paper, give it to me and I'll file it. I was like, okay. And um, so I, I, she told me where to fill out and everything. And then it comes to the part of the uh, motion where <laughs> I gotta get it out again because it's funny as shit. When the judge reads this, I hope he laughs, man. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's fucking. It's not. I didn't make this shit up, man. It happened to me this morning. <laughs> Here we go. I got the motion. Okay, I filled out the motion, signed it. They put the case number and everything on it. She stamped it. December twentieth, twenty twenty-one. My phone number, address, non-applicable non-applicable my name uh, I move this court uh, to do each of the following uh, check only the boxes that apply uh, squash any active warrants in this case and it says other not do the other and then it says explain why this motion should be granted <laughs> and here's what I wrote <laughs> I got stuck on the toilet due to medical issues. Felt it would have been a bit disrespectful to the court and the people and myself to shit my pants in your courtroom. <laughs> Somebody got a picture of it. No shit. 12-20-2021. Uh, and underneath there's my signature and then it says I did call and let you know I would be well you can't really see the word late but it's late and then the rest I didn't have to do anything so we'll see what happens <laughs> but I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to disrespect your court and not show up but I'm sorry I'm not disrespecting your court and shitting in it and then have to get up and stand in front of you and you go like god damn what's that smell <laughs> so i just i just skipped it dude <laughs> i didn't want to embarrass myself in the court you know <laughs> fuck no <laughs> so i was making love to that two and a half gallon bucket in that toilet seat this morning i ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know quite what the next story is going to be. But, um, I'm, trust me, I'm sure I'll think of something. Um, 
Actually, I might do a uh, story about. Well, we're gonna. We started here, so we were down in Key West. So we're gonna go from Key West back to Jacksonville, and then riding out to San Diego. That's the. That's the way this is gonna lead, man. It's a story. You write it down. You can put it together. But it's a story. I'm not gonna offend any of you all no more about your politics and who you believe and what news network you watch and all that kind of crap, man. You know, I'm just trying to give you some stories. Something you can tell your kids or something. I don't know, I doubt you wanna tell your kids this, but you know, I'm just gonna tell stories, man. I'm not trying to get famous, I ain't trying to get rich, but uh, got nothing better to do. I drink beer, smoke weed, tell stories. It's about my life, man. And I'm, I'm cool with it, you know? I ain't in no rush, you know? I ain't honking my horn, my car, because somebody cut me off. I'm done with that shit, man. Even if I ride my bike, man, I hit the back road. These dumb fuckers out here, they, on the main boulevard, they don't know how to drive. Man. They just in a hurry, they will run your ass over and leave you for dead. But, not all the people are like that, though. Good percentage of them. So. Look forward to the story of Key West and the story back to Jacksonville. Till then, Car Wash Kenny and the 5150 Traveling Road Show Bedtime Story, whatever the hell I call it. Oh, best, uh, the Car Wash Kenny's 5150 Traveling Road Show Bedtime Story Hour. Good night.